0: The Eagles are 10-1, and and everything is looking up. Before we get on to talking about them, I want to take a moment, again, to tell you about our friends at Cozy Jewelers. It's November 27th, and in case you haven't noticed, it is after Black Friday, so the 20% off Black Friday deal we've been telling you about for the last few weeks, which I would hope that you have taken advantage of at this point, um, has come and gone, but That doesn't mean you shouldn't go to Cozy Jewelers this holiday season if you're looking for something for your wife, girlfriend, significant other, whatever. Uh, Family-owned and operated located in the heart of Newtown Square in the Edgemont Shopping Center. Cozy Jewelers is the place for you to go this holiday season. They're a certified Movado watch dealer. Uh, Great. I know our sales guy walked out of there with a few watches. Um, Just just all-around good Good products, good people. Don't take our word for it. They have a 4.9 on Google reviews, a 5.0 on Yelp. We've heard from readers who've used them in the past who have said nothing but good things, specifically about the way they were treated there. Um, If you want to get engaged... Mention this holiday season, mention Crossing Broad, mention the Crossing Broadcast. You'll save $500 off a custom engagement ring. And believe me, it can be a confusing process. These guys will walk you through it. They'll explain to you how they source their diamonds, the four Cs, and you'll make sure you get what you want there uh, to have uh, your... your um, special someone happy so go to cozy jewelers this holiday season check them out online cozzijewelers.com located in the heart of newtown square uh they're sponsoring they're friends of the show friends of the site sponsoring the podcast and also anthony sanfilippo's flyers content on the website so check them out my um, thanks to cozy uh for for sponsoring the show
1: all right so i want to talk real sports but uh how was how was 2k Guys, was it fun <laughs> this weekend? Did you enjoy it?
2: And you Russ, played each other.
0: Russ is laughing because he went one one and a half, and that qualifies it's, as a victory in cold Country.
2: It's such a beautiful thing. Adam, let it's me like, let me congratulations begin by for being let me, mediocre. Let me begin by telling you about Kyle Scott. This guy, he was so hell bent on embarrassing me in a yes. game that I had not played a full game on. I bought it that day, and I had played. Probably about maybe a game's worth playing as multiple teams. First you question, like I we are your, night.
1: what are your gamer names online, your gamer tags?
2: Russ? Uh, mine was RJ from Peeville, back from which where is, I grew up.
0: Which is like your handle on everything and confuses me because I don't read it as RJ from Peeville. I read it from Regifolp. And I'm like, who is this? And think Kyle, every what's time. your
1: gamer
2: tag? Crossing Broad. Very, okay. very unique. Very humble. So anyway, uh, it was it was very bad for the brand, Kyle was, I'll tell you. So Kyle decides that he's going to stream this thing on Twitch, which I've heard of before. Um, <laughs> but he takes, like, tell me if this sounds familiar, Adam. We go to setup. Kyle makes it sound as as, as if he has used Twitch many times before. I have. We spend Three. 20 minutes. This isn't an exaggeration. We spend 20 minutes trying to get Kyle to figure out the audio settings to set the thing up. We go from 70 viewers to 40 to 20.
0: At the risk, of sounding, like ma- <coughs> at the risk hey. of sounding like an old, at the risk of sounding like an old married married couple here, I would like to point out that Twi- first of all, Twitch's thing is, I've have used it before, but Guys, having, a new, phone- so game game having a new phone, so here is the game. having a new phone, having not used it, so, that so was hard. Russ, your here's, audio here's, setting cost ten of those twenty minutes. Here is the to breakdown, Adam.
2: All. First game, I say, why don't we randomize three times? If you don't like your three teams, then you randomize a fourth time, but you're stuck with them. So we end up. The first game is. Kyle plays as the Sixers. I play as the Pelicans. The Pelicans are unstoppable because they have Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis down low. I, Kyle gets out to like a 17-point lead in the first quarter. I
0: they think at, half, uh,
2: at the end of the first quarter, Kyle hits this like just inside of half-court three
1: Holy shit.
0: Russ, yeah, Russ is not the king of succinct, succinct recaps. Can I do this? Can I do it? I want to like do two it in 30 sentences. seconds. Yeah. Okay. So I, I will I will speed this along. So yes, I beat him. I was throttling him early. Then Russ's move, as it turns out, in NBA 2K when you're playing online, is to talk to you about inane things and throw you off your game. Surprise. I, am a, I am a big, like Adam, you seem like someone who takes beer pong very seriously. I do. Okay. Do you get mad when people are, like, horsing around playing beer pong?
1: Um, Like
0: letting girls come in. Yeah, yeah, come on in, blow, like lean over the table. Right, okay. You have respect for that game, correct? Sure. That's how I play competitive online sports video games. Like, I'm, I'm there for the game. I'm not there for the conversation. The podcast is a conversation. Have the headset on basically just so we can trash talk each other and perhaps remark in a friendly way about what's going on. Russ somehow had me talking about childbirth. (laughs) <laughs> midway through the game so i'm completely off my game he winds up coming back on the strength of his bullshit uh, then the second game we do random teams i get the warriors and
2: uh and I, lose. and I get and i get the rockets and no he doesn't just lose he gets whooped I lost by five you lost by seven and in fairness there is no reason to ever lose to the warriors in that game you've got kevin durant and Klay Thompson and Steph Curry, who can all hit threes. You've got wait, Nick Young, wait, who can the Warriors crush threes. have all three of those guys? Yeah. Stop. No, it was actually really funny because in the beginning of the game, if you go back and you watch the stream again on Twitch, Kyle goes, "Huh, I forgot they had Durant." I'm like, "How do you forget that they have Kevin Durant? How is that a possible thing?" And he's like, yeah, "Oh well," and then he it's goes, a and then he says, Dude, he tries. He tries to it explain. Was. He tries to explain to the people. Oh well, you know, it's it was. Uh, you know, I I I don't I just don't want people to think that I i decided to be the best team in the game i've been playing as the warriors for five years true and uh and i yeah i just don't want people thinking that that the reason i picked them is because they're the best team it's true
0: adam i've been playing with the warriors since two years before the final since the david the david lee and uh who's who's the other the other big white guy bogut since those years like a long time long time warriors guy. long time
2: listener before- first time caller Absolutely. Anyway, he, he loses, and then we play classic teams. I play as the massively overhyped 0304 Lakers with Carl Malone. Who Maybe did you play as, Carl? You played as the, the Gary Payton Sonics. I don't know the what us. The was. Kyle's losing, and then all of a sudden, there just happens to be the crying of a small child. And Kyle says, I have to get off. While he's losing, by the way,
1: is this what it's like when like you have a child and you're like, "How was your day?" and they're like, "I
2: painted red with my toes," and then like, <laughs> "I ate a crayon," and then like, "I
1: went to the ball," and then is that what that's like? That's not what my kids. Holy like. shit!
0: My kid doesn't talk. See, yet. we
1: could have started with a funny story, which is like, I was somehow talking to Russ's child on this like Skype that we're using and his wife walked in and was like, what the hell is going on? Like that happen. happened on Friday.
2: That totally happened. I, I felt she like had a very upset. No, because Wednesday. she, cause she, she was out running what errands the and then she came, she came back and she's like, she's like, what are you doing? Why is that? I'm talking she to said, my child. She said, what the hell are you doing? Oh, that's right. And so, uh, just really quick. It did feel like we and got off and Luca, like Luca that. was super excited. And uh why? What do you say? Well, he was just he was just excited. I don't know cuz he got to talk to people in the morning. So it it really did, it was shades of that reporter talking about Roy Halliday, you know, taking the phone and talking to his kid for a little bit. You made his you made his day, Adam.
1: Hey, man. That's what I do. And uh yet again, the Eagles have made our day as they move to 10 and 1 in week 12. Wow. This is this is really like have you has it hit you guys yet?
0: It has yesterday. I'm. I hate this type of sports fandom right now. Not celebrating being good. Don't get me wrong. Oh no!
1: Yeah, you got to.
0: I hate the game. I hate that game. The you're supposed to win this, and Mm. you're just expect like before yesterday. I'm sure Doug Peterson's speech will say this. You expect the Eagles to lose, leave the locker room ten and one. So the only outcome from that game can be can be like a letdown if they lose. So when they win, you're like it's expected. This was fun. The dancing was awesome. Like everything is awesome. Yeah. But to me like now I'm I'm hyped for at Seattle at the Rams because those yes. are games where it's like there's something in the air. So Dude, it has hit me.
1: We're going to get an X soon. You know that, right? I, you know that you know that also the thing when you pick up the newspaper and there's an X next to your team and not next to anybody else's.
0: If the Cowboys lose on Thursday, they're going to clinch the division in November. We don't even need December. Like, but the f- we, the f- we're going to get an X, and we're going to win the East
1: in before we even play in Week 13. I mean, this is the I want to. You're right. Like we need to be you or you, you, and we can be a part of this. Should be the website that celebrates each week. Like, you need to make sure we're celebrating. Like, I, you know that I have my, like, I love NBC Sports Philadelphia and CBA and Comcast where they used to be, but the uh, Jay Ajayi stuff I saw yesterday online, like, that's that's not enjoying this. That's trying to start some shit, and I'm not down for that. Sure is. That's Coming some nonsense. Too. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I, I think, and for people that don't know what I'm talking about, I saw this before I went to bed last night. Which was uh, a post from from them that said Jay Ajayi seems disgruntled. Ray Dinger's response is, "Yeah, we'll suck it up and tote the rock or something like that." And Jay Ajayi responded with clown emojis uh, because I went back and watched the 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 the, in, the interview, and me and Russ went up and back on this. And the first question was, you know, you know, what are you thinking about this? And he goes, "Look, I just do what I'm told, and I carry the ball, and I, I do what the coaches tell me." And then the second question was, "Are you still being made fun of for your Madden rating?" He's like, "Look, man, I just do what I'm told, whatever." And it was like, "This sounds like someone who's disgruntled." And it's like, "What do you want him to say?" Like, this and you asked this. you asked him about him being caught two weeks ago. It had nothing to do with carries. Not one question was about how many carries he was. I, I just that it's not the time or the place. The guy is literally giving the answer to get away from this shit.
0: So I, I, I am. I am glad we are turning this into having enemies because that—that's exactly where I was going to go with this. So, I am totally with you. This is the same thing they tried to do to Lagaret Blunt after the Chiefs game, when every single reporter in that gaggle was trying to get him to trip up and say something to make it seem like he yeah, was just scrunched. stop,
1: stop being enemies of the crown, dilly dilly. And then they didn't,
0: they didn't <laughs> do it, they didn't do it. But then they took the one thing that could seem like it, where you know I just do what coach tells me, which was not in any way passive aggressive, and tried to turn that around. And they did it yesterday I don't with a giant, which how, is not cool. Yeah, I have I another don't enemy under- too. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, for me, I do not understand how a player going, I do what the coaches tell me to do. I understand that it's it's being taken as your. That's probably not what you really think. That's how they're turning it into. But my thing is mainstream Philadelphia media that's gonna be there all the time. If all you do is try to focus on getting these players to say things that would ruin this team chemistry, when I watch a Brandon Graham quote which is, we have the magic and we we all believe, and we have Carson Wentz saying that, the coach saying that, please, please do not try and bring this team apart and then tell me that you're all in when we're ready to have the parade. I'm not saying that you need to be there and be like the team spokesperson. But here's the true thing. The fan base is not interested in little divisions. They're not. Everyone is supposed to cover the team from the perspective of the fans desires, right? Yes. Yep. But we're not but 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 at the same time, we are we're not asking anybody to to make it like this public state in which you can't question the team. But when you win thirty one to three, no one in the public has any questions. We wanna hear more about Nelson Aguilar recovering the fumble than the guy fumbling. That's where we are. We're ten and one. We're about to get an X next to our name. And I could care less about whether or not the big trade guy is going to be upset because I bet you he's not because they're ten and one. It's just
2: So let me run a little it's, bit it's counter.
1: A, yeah, it's it's yeah, go for it, Rob
2: This was this was the point that I was trying to come across on Twitter, the extended clip. So I went back, a DVR post-game live just for instances like this where they share out a clip that's only part of it. The questions that he had been asked leading up to it, I don't know if you saw the the full one or not, but uh, it was a lot of, there, there were questions about his role in the offense, if it's the most dynamic offense he's been in, all that kind of nonsense. And I think the thing that maybe pushed it over the edge is he did look, he looked angry that he uh seth joiner was the one in the post game show who said like he's not miffed. the king he's, of he's, looking angry who said, Seth said yeah i know he said he said he's not miffed because didinger called him miffed he said he's not miffed he's pissed off and he said it like six times and he said the guy is is clearly angry his nostrils are flaring like he wants to get out of there but like he's not approaching it in i, I don't know i don't know what manner he's supposed to approach it in but the the whole feeling that i had again was exactly what you guys said like it was the Garrett Blunt thing all over again. I do think that Ajayi came off, I don't know, in the extended clip, it didn't help him at all. I was hoping that there was going to be some kind of back and forth that they just kind of, you know, glossed over, and that, that wasn't necessarily the case.
0: He was but also he, pissed, though, because he fumbled. Like, immediately yeah, he, after that play, they showed him on the sideline after the touchdown, and he was pissed. And he obviously, he was not pissed because he wasn't getting the ball because he just had a carry. He was pissed at himself for fumbling the ball at the goal line. That's why I would That's be pissed.
1: Was pissed I would be fair. pissed if I was getting repetitive questioning, that was leading to get me to have a response about something, and I, it's it's just funny to me that like no one ever looks at the reporter's energy or their questioning or their like the way that they're speaking to another human. We only oh, we look do. at the response. It gets cut out. But to me, it's just like. I would be annoyed if I was being led in a certain direction and knowing what you were trying to get me to do.
0: I'm 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 really glad you brought up the. I think this is a good topic today because it's really hard to sit here and discuss another drubbing. It's like, yep, they're good. Carson's incredible. I'm really good. I'm I'm really glad you brought this up because the whole sports media speaking for the fan thing, especially on a local level. Like these, the guy. Look, the guys who cover the Eagles are very good. turn ter- as far as sports reporters I mean, go. They
1: bust their ass. They we bust do.
0: their ass. So I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and rake on the, especially the Eagles guys. However, they they do cover the team like they're covering like a foreign dictator's administration. Like, they are tr- – they, honest to God, may cover the Eagles better than, like, some elements in the government are, are, are covered. And, I, like, that I'm not even saying that with hyperbole. <laughs> like, I honestly think they follow more leads and try and drill down more rabbit holes to find strife and lies and, and whatever. They've
1: tried to track down Chip Kelly's girlfriend.
0: right. <laughs> I actually thought that was funny because I wanted yeah. to know more. I wanted to know more about Chip. So to, to me, that was okay. But like, yeah, they're trying to go seven levels deep into the Novacare complex to get to the truth of something. And most of the time, that's good. But I, I'm totally with you. Like, people people will shit on us when we're real negative. And it's like, well, we're just trumpeting the voice of the fan. And then when we're real positive, which is like, trust me, the way I prefer to run a website it, like, right now with the Eagles and Sixers, where we're going to look past little things, like maybe if Ajayi was pissed or something. Because, first of all, the fans don't care. Like, we're this is sports. It's supposed to be fun. It's entertainment. So just go with the entertainment. There's very—I've always said this. There's very few stories in sports that are, like, truly news. Like, you have the concussion thing. Occasionally, you have a player who does something. There's obviously some front office stuff. But, like, generally speaking— most of it is entertainment. I mean, we are all entertainment reporters. This is an entertainment podcast. And I I am with you 100%. I hate it when the media has to act like they have to still be, not impartial, but they have to be like 50-50 and balanced when they're covering a 10-1 and team. Like, no. The people you're covering it for are, ex- like, this is what the most exciting thing that can happen to a football team. Go with that. Stop Stop trying to piss on everything that's, that's literally not what your audience wants. Like, you don't have to celebrate it. You don't have to act like you're a fan. But just have positive coverage because that's what people want. There's no need for negativity. There's no need to find strife. Like, because if you there wanna- is none. I know that's the thing it's like there <laughs> there isn't any but even if there was even if Ajayi was pissed it's like you know all right we're, like now we have Ray Dittinger going after Ajayi like congratulations like this is how stupid Philly is. is I'd like town to know sometimes. what Ray
1: Dittinger thinks because I don't my me, guess is
0: he didn't even see the online blowback because he uh, you know doesn't have
2: it
1: did you say you were at device. war with somebody else yes yeah, so hold on did you have any yes. more points for us before we keep going.
2: The only thing was, like, look, I'm not trying. T- this is where I think we're gonna get into the the issue, like, yes, of questioning a dictatorship. Like, my only my only question or problem, I guess, in in the entire game, was the fact that there were a couple fumble issues. Right. And and like and I think that's a fair critique to have. Absolutely. But I'm sure. But I'm sure if you go to Twitter and you say that, you know, you get the why do you have to be the uh, the wet blanket. The, they were lucky that the Ajayi one was recovered. The garrett blunt one was dumb, and that was uh, – I don't understand how he fumbled that ball, why he fumbled that ball. And Peterson even said that, like, the only reason he was in there was to try to get over 100 yards, which I guess is, you know, great for him. Fantastic. The Jenkins thing, like, I was a little bit worried about early in the game when uh, he intercepts the ball kind of, you know I, – I don't get the, the – the feeling of a defensive back that they always have to make some kind of big return. Like, look, if you've got enough guys in front of you, just take the turnover. You're already, I think, on the other side of the field. Like, just go down. That's that's, I guess, the only other issue that I had. Outside of that, like, the game, the game played out exactly how you would want it. All but, right, hold on, like, before before that, we get
0: to the whole game thing, we're still on
2: the media. Well, thing. no, I'm just I'm just saying, like, I could understand if they wanted to ask the coaches today, like, if they wanted to ask Doug or Deuce or whoever about securing the football. Whether that's you know just paying lip service or whatever, like I don't hate that question, but it's it's just like anything else. Like you've got to be subjective, or you, yeah, you've got to be subjective in what in what you're reporting.
0: Yeah, no, that's totally reasonable. Like it's totally reasonable to ask about the fumbles, ask the player. Or, like sorry, hey,
2: objective, objective, not subjective. I was confused those two. Hey, give me facts, you, don't give me opinions.
0: Hey, you coughed the ball up twice. Like you know anything there you know and he's going to give you a token response but that's fair but like it you know to to go on like in i don't know i i i think everyone can kind of feel where we're coming from the other guy i want to take aim at here and i i can't believe i'm doing this is chris otto who is the sports editor at lnp which i don't even know what that is What's lankus LNP? oh Lancaster News Online. This is right up your alley, Russ. This is like this is like your hometown paper, that's, right?
2: No, that's totally the opposite direction. Are you not? That's, is it Pottsville, not Lancaster? That's the, that's the Amish folks. No, okay. Skugle County. They they have horse and buggies. We have we have coal. By the way, how did you not know about the canary? Anyway, go ahead. All right, okay, so this guy. First of all, I just
0: I'm learning as we speak that he blocked me over this following exchange. He <laughs> tweets he tweets yesterday. I don't know why I'm following him. He's not even following me. I, why am I following the guy from Lancaster News, but he's not following Crossing Broad? Like, I'm, now I'm mad at myself. I'm he mad at myself. You,
2: he blocked you like I did with uh, DeMarcus Cousins. Go ahead. Because
0: this guy, this guy now has more publicity than he's ever gotten, just from this podcast, which isn't saying a whole lot. Chris Otto tweets yesterday, uh, Eagles might be 10-1, and but their loss to the Chiefs has lost a lot of its street cred. <laughs> I'm assuming he's credential. I'm assuming. All right, couple of things. So I follow up because it's ridiculous. Obviously, the 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 Chiefs. Uh, you know, we could just agree the Chiefs were playing different, better earlier in the season. They also throttled the Patriots. Like, it's not the same Chiefs team. So I tweet this is a bad take, nothing more. He follows up somehow with it with a worse tweet. Agreed, he says. Also a bad take. The Eagles are the Alabama of the NFL, having played no one at this point. First of all, first of all, they're 10 and fucking one and are beating teams by 25 points every week. Second of all, they beat the Panthers on the road, who are eight and three, who may very well turn out to be the other NFC team that earns itself a bye, and the Eagles beat them fairly sound day on a Thursday
1: night already by all this shit the going back and looking at the schedule nonsense thank you like I'm like all of it's insane like the amount of teams every week that continuously have to refine themselves the seven and three Jaguars lose to the Cardinals the Seahawks when they're playing the 49ers were barely surviving early on before eventually pulling away the Saints had to go down 21 points or whatever it was to Washington two weeks ago. I mean, the fact that the Eagles are maybe, other than right now, the Patriots and the Vikings. The like the Panthers could have lost that game to the Jets. The consistency is so rare in the NFL. And I understand that everyone wants to be a fucking mathematician and look back and go, but when I tabulated the wins and losses, they had less wins on their schedule. It's unbelievable to me the the way that we question success, consistent success in a league in which there is no consistent success. There is none. The Vikings when they were playing the Browns in London, were like losing for a good portion of that game. The Eagles are never losing for a good portion of any game. Any. I would love for someone to go back and look at the amount of time of possession with a lead, which just shows you how convincingly they're beating people. But I'm so glad that everybody wants to win the Nobel Prize for writing because they think they're the first person to write down that the Eagles schedule is not that tough when they probably picked against the Eagles every week for the first seven or eight weeks. I'm just at a point now where it's like I'm not used to the Eagles being the 10-1 team that everyone wants to take shots at because all of the really good articles have been written. That they feel the need to do this. And And I'm just, I'm so frustrated and I don't want to hear these fire emoji takes.
0: And the thing is, first of all, my favorite response to this guy was like, yeah, their strength of schedule is really going to hurt them when it comes to BCS voting. I appreciated that. First of all, didn't Alabama win the national championship? Didn't all we hear all
1: preseason long was, hey guys, there's a three-game road stretch that's coming up in November and December that will be the telltale sign for this team. Great. Guess what? Look back at your old articles. Realize that we're here. We're going at Seahawks, at Rams, at Giants, Raiders on Christmas.
0: Like, like,
1: now now we're going to find
0: out. You're right. You're going to get your answer. So first of all, don't even bother. You're going to get your answer. Second of all, like to your point, there's so much parody in this league. So much. There's it's really right now. It to me, it's the Eagles and Patriots and then everybody else. And I, I know you're probably going to want to I argue agree. for the Vikings, but like, look no, at this. Like, I
1: think look, we're at a different level than everybody, but I right, do think and the Vikings are the closest from there. But yeah, so I
0: agree fair and you know when you look at the other good teams you mentioned the Panthers you mentioned the Rams who have three losses look at the Saints like we've been all over the Saints and that was a you know they were a different team yesterday without those two corners like they could not win with their you know run the rock and and play defense Style out in L.A. and the rant, you know that score wound up being closer because Alvin Kamara is a freak and him. scored a late touchdown to make it a one-score game. But I had him on my DraftKings team. I won four hundred fifty dollars yesterday. Yes, thank you. Late touchdown. Sure. However, however, they were not the same team. Like. The reason I picked Kamara is because when I saw that their two corners were going to be out, I'm like, they're probably not going to be up big, which means they're not going to get Mark Ingram just pounding the rock. They're going to need to throw it. Kamara's more of like a receiving back. He's he's also better than Ingram, I would say. However, like, they're not the same team if they can't play that defensive style, and it showed yesterday. The Eagles have lost players. They've lost Jason Peters. You know, they lost... um, they lost Hicks. Like, they've lost impactful players, and it's just been next man up all season long. They've lost Aaron Sproles. And no other team in the NFL is doing that. So, yes, have they not played, like, for the top five other teams? Have they not played the Steelers and Patriots? Sure. But guess what? None of that's going to matter. It only matters how they fare against the NFC. NFC, And right now, they're better than every team in their division. They're going to win their division in November. They've already beaten probably the team, with, the team with the third best record in the NFC. And the only other team, the Vikings, they wouldn't have to play until a— and a conference championship game at home. Like, these are the things you have to factor in. Like, yes, maybe Hopefully, their schedule yeah. hasn't been as tough as some others, but guess what? They're killing everybody. Other it's good like- teams lose and look mediocre against bad teams on a weekly basis, and the Eagles are fucking throttling everybody. So I'm with you. Like, Yes, there's going to be a tough stretch. We're going to find out a lot more about this team over the next two to three weeks, 100%. I'm still not ready to put them in the Super Bowl because, yes, they haven't played those teams, and a lot can happen in the next six to eight weeks. But stop with, like, I I'm, like yes, the fire Mudgee The Thank
1: Steelers you. just kicked a field goal at the end of regulation to survive at home against Brett Hundley and the yep. Packers. And you are going to see articles today about how it's the Steelers and Patriots in the AFC. We reward teams that are not consistent with quote-unquote big wins, but teams that are taking care of business, we just go, oh, well, they were supposed to. It's just annoying.
2: Russ. You know, and like the only—I uh, I don't know—like the only argument, I guess, people going after like the the idea that like you haven't beaten the Patriots, the Steelers, or these other great teams in the AFC, like all right, that's fair, I guess, to a point, but like it's almost like the same argument that you make in the NBA about like if an Eastern Conference team hasn't had a good record against the West, well, like it doesn't matter because the only time you're really going to play them in a time that matters is in the championship, so who cares, right? Like, yes, yeah, that's I. And I'm so excited for...
1: Look, look, the Eagles could absolutely happen where they lose a game in the playoffs and then all of a sudden it's going to be, I told you so. You didn't tell me shit because you're also the same guy that tells me that the playoffs are a totally new season. So it's just...
2: Uh, I, and it's going to happen. You know that they all have their articles written up. They have yes. all of their dirt that they're afraid to report now because the team is winning and they don't want to get throttled by, by the uh, public. But I don't I,
1: they, people the, people have dirt like like I think everyone also needs to know this. Reporters literally have whatever they're telling you. And like they'll have a few extra stories that they'll they'll share around beers, where it's like, I don't know, man, I don't think Doug really likes Jim Schwartz that much, but they have nothing to report. That's always just like the stories that they just hear. All right. Report, so let's call these it the are beer not. Pieces. This is yeah. This is not the Washington
0: Post. Uh, you know, during Watergate, they don't they don't have stuff like that. They're not dripping stuff out over the course of the bye weeks. No. Um, so here's a
2: little worldwide genocide.
0: Oh, no. the the biggest, well, the biggest the Woj positive? article no. that came out at no, two in the it's morning because
2: we not need to talk that. about that too. Do you want to talk about that? My only, I'd like to my, talk about my Cheryl. my biggest positive was the fact that Wentz had a one thirty nine point eight passer rating under duress yesterday, and That's he continues was sick. And he continues to be just so far beyond his years. We have this conversation almost after every Sixers game about how Ben Simmons looks like a fifty year pro, Carson Wentz looks like a ten year vet. I mean, like, some of the the moves that he uses, that spin move to get out of the pocket, that was just bonkers. That was like a—that looked like a Mike Vick Madden move, and it was fantastic. Like, the the poise that the kid shows and the fact that he does not get rattled by blitzes, he does not get rattled. Like, Adam, I don't know. You would understand this better than I would. It looks like sometimes pass protection breaks down, but he still stands in there as if he's been given last year's Cowboys offensive line. It's unbelievable. Things are going nuts around him. He really doesn't have a pocket to speak of, but he stands in there, he delivers the ball, usually takes a big hit, but throws a touchdown. For for me, it all goes back to the Denver game
1: where we heard Denver Broncos after the game talking about the audibles of the college offense. It's his offense. He knows exactly where the pressure is coming from. He is in charge of setting up the offensive line, him and Jason Kelsey, to handle that pressure. And he knows all of the routes, and he's changing them all the time. I mean this the the reason that I have confidence right now so much about this team is I know the Patriots are trending on the other side, but we have the weapon that the Patriots have that it's one of their weaknesses, which is a quarterback that can react to the Patriots' defenses and is mobile. It's like the one thing that's always given the Patriots fits. And it's, it's, it's a legitimate, like, dude, this is year two. I heard Tony Romo yesterday while Jared Goff was playing, talking about how, oh man, Jared Goff, a leap to year two. I haven't seen anything like this. And it's like, Tony, come on. Like what you're seeing out of Carson Wentz is so much more than Jared Goff, but okay. Like, uh, Fine. It's just yeah, what what he has complete control right now. So watching like golf
0: hold on before we move on. Watching golf yesterday, um, he's good. He is and, good. But he's not no. he, like he is so far behind Wentz, it's not even funny. Like being able to rely on Gurley. I mean, I give them credit because what he's done with Cooper Cup and, and then yesterday, Sammy Watkins in place of Woods. Like their off their offense is good because they have the possession receiver, they have the big play guys, and they have the running back. But you know, but the, the Eagles don't. I mean, like yes, Alshon Jeffery is a premium talent, but every, you know, I mean, you, you can the make Eagles arguments. The
1: pressure with their front four on that team. What's that? Eagles are gonna be fine against them.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like I think he Goff is good, but he's not, he's just not the player Wentz is. He's just, does not make the plays. Like when the thing that is awesome about Wentz is that we've spent the probably the last eighteen months around here saying, without question, if healthy, Joel Embiid is the dominant player in Philly sports. And the Sixers come out and start this season, and he him and Ben Simmons are more than anything you've could have asked for to this point in the season. And we are gushing at the prospects of this of their long term union on our basketball court. And yet, the guy who might wind up winning the MVP of the NFL is Carson Wentz. Like we have it so good right now with those three young players that there's a legitimate debate where you could put all three in a box and say, "All right, which one of these guys if you had to just keep one in the city, who would you keep?" And I I, I don't know if any of us could choose an answer cuz all three of them are potentially like the net, the be, you know, the best player in the league over the course of the next five years, and we don't know which one it is. It might be all three of them. They might just be like battling each other for dominance. Russ. So if any of you are looking for any last-minute Christmas gifts, uh, I'd like Russell Joy with a microphone and a big bow on his head, and I want to tell him what a no-good four-flushing, lousy, stinking USB connection he has.
1: Um, All right, so did you see the Woj article?
0: uh, No, I'm uh, seeing some of the headlines now. Yeah, so... So Go ahead.
1: The Woj article is about Ja, and it's about him and his agent, Bill Duffy, uh, obviously being frustrated, um, and it's about how the Sixers have lowered their asking price in trades from originally two first round picks to a first and a solid player and apparently right now the Sixers are solely looking for a second round pick for Okafor and they can't get it because they canceled his you know draft contract that final year so he's going to be a free agent but Bill Duffy, his agent, and Jaw are saying, "Look, we're losing a year of eligibility because we're going to be sitting on the roster. Of this, and we are simply requesting the organization be willing to proceed reasonably and allow Jaw to get on with his career. The Sixers are positioned well for the present and the future, and the we only want the same for Jaleel." And it ended with a quote: "This really sucks. I want to play
2: ball." So uh, this is this is like part of. Uh, like a, a bigger narrative, like a reason to be so thankful for the Eagles being so good. You've got three teams right now that are in denial and that are, are absolutely screwing the present and the future. And this is this is my last point on the day. You've got one where you have an owner who's saying they're going to spend money and he's a liar. That's the union. You have a coach who says that, you know, in a seven-game losing streak, at least we've gotten seven points out of ten games when you haven't won. That's Dave Hacks, all of the Flyers, and then Brian Colangelo, who's supposed to be Mr. Player, Mr. Agent, Mr. You know, great communication, is taking a situation where you have a player in Julia Locafor who, look, does not fit the team. Everybody knows it, but you've had games that you've had garbage minutes that you could throw to him. Brett Brown now refuses. So now is it is it Brett Brown or is it a Colangelo directive? There is nothing good that can come out of this situation, and what I think you're actually going to start finding, and I'm, I'm hoping that this is wrong, I'm hoping this is just me overreacting, is you are dragging your franchise through the through the mud. This is the kind of thing that got a lot of heat on Sam Hinckley when they did it to Andre Karolenko When they acquired him in a trade and supposedly had told him that they were going to give him a buyout, and then they didn't, and then they wanted him to play, and then it looked like they were going to try to spin him off to another team, Karolenko, I don't think played another minute in the NBA if i remember correctly. Uh th- it's the same thing. And and with that guy, he didn't even play for your team. There was no relationship that had been built up. There was nothing with the fans. Nobody cared about AK47. People don't love Ja, but i think people are now starting to come around to the side of feeling bad for him. I thought he's, that he's, when he's,
1: i heard those chants, Russ, at that last game.
2: When they said we want Ja. Like Yeah. Yeah, part of it's in jest, admittedly, like it's it's just like when a ref finally makes a call after 10 bad ones, you know, you give the playful, jeering cheer for the guy. But like, that's where I, I feel like we're at. And for a fan base that hated Jaw last year, hated Jaw even more when Nerlens was traded. For To now see all these uh, these people just getting upset and siding with the player, this doesn't do well, in my mind, it doesn't do well with that agent and it doesn't do well with other players. Like, look, you've got Reddick. you you signed other free agents this offseason, you've got a very exciting core to play with, with with Ben and Joel and, and eventually Markel, but this does nothing but put a black eye on your organization, and it's never going to become a big national story unless Ja and his agent continue to get vocal. Well, it it's is. Woe just not, wrote about you know, it. No, I'm saying, but like, it's not going to lead SportsCenter... But like, it's a narrative that you cannot afford to have around this young core, to have around this team, to have your coach go out and have to take questions on it every day because you know, ultimately, that Colangelo is going to play the hinky role that got hinky fired, which is he's going to sit back. He's not going to take questions. One day he's going to show up on a telecast, but Brett Brown is going to be the guy that's going to have to answer the questions. And at some point, somebody's got to man up and just let the kid go.
0: And and and, on, and that's what, I, honestly, that's what happened the other day. Those chants, like, first of all, Putting a guy like Jaleel Okafor, having a fan base that, that kind of hates him as a player, chanting his name in in the jest that you described, like at, like he's a walk-on, that's embarrassing to him. Like, you've now put him in a spot where he looks like a buffoon. And there's got, like, the players, the teammates didn't know how to react. Like, Jaleel, or Joel was, like, kind of, like, clapping, like, laughing. But it was awkward because he he's he shouldn't be in that situation. And after the game, when Brett Brown is asked about it, he Brett Brown gave a good answer. He said, look, I didn't think it was fair to Jaleel to throw him out there to get a few token minutes, mostly if for no other reason than the fact that it would have embarrassed him. Otherwise, like he's been sitting on the bench for three hours. He's not warm. You run the risk of him getting hurt. Like All of those things. He gave a good answer. But what happens... And this goes to the thing we were talking about earlier with the running backs. It gets taken out of context. You have Slam Magazine tweeting about it. Oh, Brett Brown said, you know, it wouldn't be fair to play Jaleel or something. And it totally loses the context of what Brown was trying to describe, which was, look, that's like an embarrassing situation for a player of his uh, pedigree. I don't know if caliber is the right word, but pedigree is probably the right word. And you're right, Russ. The Sixers... You know, for all they they made about Hinky and you know whatever their version of emotional intelligence was, like this is a guy who's been here for three years now. He's been a other than the time he cold, cold cocked a guy and then sped over the Brent Franklin Bridge. He's been a good citizen. He's done for the most part said all the right things. Um, his you know his father could be a little bit of an issue, and I don't know. I, I doubt they're trying to stick it to him, but, like, I'm sure, I'm sure there's no love loss with his dad taking pictures with the Warriors wearing free Josh shirts. Like, I get it. But, right, it's a second-round pick. Like, at this point, you're not getting much for him. The fact that they didn't pick up his deal, I think they would tell you that – there might be a few teams out there who would be willing to take a flyer on him for a few months, but didn't want the burden of that of that second year on the contract, which might be the reason, at least in their minds, why they didn't pick up that last year. And, uh, you know, whereas most people would look at that and say, well, it's really hard to trade a guy who's going away in three months. No one wants to give up a second round pick for a, a flyer. And that's the situation the Sixers are in now. And you're not get you're not getting anything for the guy. You're not. You're getting at best a late second round pick. Just let him go. Save face. That agent, other players in the league. You're right. It's a bad look. It's a black eye. Yeah,
1: looked up what guys he represents that could like the Sixers could want. Um, and the only ones that I really saw were Danny Green. Um, and I can't remember who the other guy was.
0: I don't even think it's a bad. I don't even think it's a bad. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, I just part of it, it is up other just players. To see. Yeah, and part of it is other players and the perception and you know these things. I don't think it's going to prevent a star from coming here to play with these guys because oh, they wronged Jaleel, who's really not that good. I don't think that's the case. It's honestly, it's the right thing to do at this point. Like, I get that it's a business and I get the players get it, but at a certain point, like, just do the right thing. Let the guy have a chance at his career. You keep him around this year. Now he's going to get nothing in free agency, Elf. No chance to show what, like, show what he has. He's just eating space on your bench. It's, like, it's just a bad situation for all involved. Like Just let the guy, just let him go. It, it's literally the right thing to do. And I, there's a few times in like professional business or whatever where the right thing should trump the business case because there's not even a business case here. There's simply not. Um, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think um, it's sad what it's turned.
0: Fucking talking about jaw.
1: Well, it's it's sad what it's turned into uh, for Jaleel because drafting him was a very celebratory moment. We thought it was a two man draft, Carl Anthony Towns and Okafor, and somehow we got the other man uh, because the Lakers took D'Angelo Russell, and I, I'm one of those guys that. Uh, and anyone that like is like you, you took him over Christops. People forget what the what Kristaps was during the draft, and how no one expected anything out of this kid. I mean, I was in New York, and Knicks fans were booing and saying that they didn't want the foreign guy because he's soft, you know. So, uh, but that's what it is. But the Sixers are fantastic. The Eagles are fantastic. Uh, And we got to go. Is there a Sixers game before Wednesday?
0: They play the Cavs tonight. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, and the great thing is, is the Monday night football game sucks. Baltimore-Houston. So I am going to be watching Sixers tonight. So I'll be live tweeting, as I'm sure you guys will be
0: the uh the possibility of the sixers beating the cavs on the heels of the eagles going 10 and 1 and potentially Ugh. clinching the division on Thursday night Talk while still in me. november it's just it's just wild i i mean i don't know what the li- do we have a line on sixers cavs can we pull that up uh, real know. quick the eagles by the way are minus 6 at seattle I, that is a line i i don't think i ever thought i'd see in like this era of the seahawks eagles That's minus really, 6 at seattle
1: it's high and it's low Because I think the Eagles match up perfectly with them.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you figure a home team gets three points. I mean, you're calling this a nine-point game on a neutral field, potentially. Oh, that's insane. What's that?
1: That's insane, but I also kind of agree
0: with it. Yeah, Yeah, no, totally. And the Sixers' line for tonight against the Cavs is... What was that? Oh, that what? was that's that's an autoplay ad. Never mind. I thought it was Russ's oh, no. kid. It's an auto play ad with kids in the snow. W- what's your line sight here for NBA? What do you
1: mean? I My need line lines. site is you only shit. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I just but it bet Sixers first quarter.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. Now we now we've gone off the rails. All right. Anyway, the Sixers are. Uh, there's no line yet. Of course, there never is a line for our 6 a.m. recording. Unbelievable i want to wrap it and I'll mute my bar. Yeah, dog. that sounds
1: perfect guys. Thank you. Sorry that I was so upset this morning. Uh, I just don't understand why anybody would want to ruin the happiness. That is our sports landscape right now. Uh, love you. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Adam Lefko or Instagram, uh, hit up Kyle at crossing broad, Russ at joy on broad. As always, we appreciate your support and interacting with you guys. You guys are the shit Um, And we will be back on Wednesday. So go Sixers. And uh, we'll talk to you in two days. Peace.